This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Are you believing God for a miracle, but wondering why it's taking so long for something to happen? You may just find your answer in this eye-opening four-day message. God will work miracles with the fuel of your faith. In Pastor's study of the exodus of the children of Israel from Egypt into the Promised Land, we see a people who God wanted to mightily bless, but whose weak faith and refusal to trust shut the door to their miracle for an entire generation. Likewise, as Christians, even though we too are highly favored and God has given us all that we need to claim His awesome promises, His best for us will never become a reality until we take the God-ordered steps in the exercise of our faith that He requires. In this message, likening them to a well-tuned engine, Pastor calls them the five cylinders of faith. Faithfully practicing them might just get that miracle prayer answered today. Write the scripture down. Hosea chapter 4 and verse 6, very familiar to some of us, says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. It's a lack of knowledge that destroys God's people because they don't know the will of God. They don't know what God has already promised to them. How can you have faith? How can you trust if you don't know that God has willed it to you? Amen? So the very, very first cylinder of faith is that you must know the will of God. I call it the discovery stage where you discover the promises of God, you see. So now, now the second cylinder that we want to talk about for, for a few minutes is not only must you know the Word of God, but now I call it the acceptance stage. You must believe what you, what you, just, what you just read, what you just found out. So, so it's not good enough just knowing the Word, because I know a lot of people that know the Word of God, but the question is, do you believe that that Word is to you personally? This is what makes the difference. The second cylinder of faith is that you must believe the Word of God as if it was written to you personally. Does that make sense to everybody? Now, I know a lot of people that know the Word. They read the Word. See, that's why you can't just have an an intellectual pursuit of the Word of God. That's not going to get you anywhere. You're going to get your Bible knowledge. That's important. That's good. But it it can't begin and end with just an intellectual pursuit of God's Word. What you need is to get to a place where that word is become a reality to you. You know that 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 word is being spoken directly to you. That that promise is for me. Where God says, you know, by by his stripes, I am healed, you're healed. You know that that is specifically for you. And it's not just something you've read off the pages, but you begin to believe. I call it the acceptance stage. So once... You know the will of God, then you must accept it as truth to you personally. Can I get a better amen than that? All right. Um, We we read it in in Matthew's version, but in Mark's version, chapter 9 and verse 23, Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. So it's believing that makes the promises of God a reality in our life. So the second cylinder of faith is that you must believe the word of God as if it were written to you personally. So it's knowing it. It's believing it. 
Now, the third, the third cylinder of, of this faith walk is the voice for teaching today, right? Okay, because we got to get this down because a lot of people don't know this. You see, we get fragmented messages on faith, but this is a concise way to bring it all together and help you to understand what faith is and how faith works. So the third cylinder is the saying part. So now I know the will of God because I've read the Bible and I see what his will is. I've gotten to the place where now I accept it. I begin to believe it as it being the word of truth and the word of God to me personally. All right? Now, once I've gotten to that level, I must get to the next part, which is the saying of it, putting voice to the word of God. Job 22, 28 says this. I think it's a powerful verse. It says, you will, you will declare a thing and it will be established for you. See, most of us don't realize, but the words we speak are actually creating things for us in the future. As a matter of fact, I'm going, to, I'm going to tell you something. That, please buckle your seatbelts. I don't want to offend or hurt anybody here. But the mess you're sitting in today is probably your own doing because of the stupid, silly, doubting, unbelieving words that came out of your mouth. That's why you, you, you see, you have to understand these principles and you have to make them work for you and not work against you. So, so it's not just good enough knowing the word. It's not good enough saying, I believe it. If you know it and you believe it, you ought to be saying it because that's one of the cylinders that makes faith operate. So, so Job said it that way. It says, you will also declare a thing and it will be established for you. Whatever it is that you want for your tomorrows, you ought to be speaking them today. Whatever, whatever you want your future to be, you ought to be speaking it out today. You ought to be laying it down uh, with, with your words. 2 Corinthians 4.13, let's look at this verse. And since we have the same spirit of faith, he's going to begin to tell you here what the spirit of faith is. According to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. So to believe and to speak is the spirit of faith. Are you getting it? Are, are you all hearing what I'm saying? To believe and to speak is the spirit of faith. So it's not good enough just saying, I know, I believe. You must say it. You must put it into Put it, to, put it to your, uh, into your voice. Let it come out of your mouth. Speak the word of God. What did we learn in... in, in um, well, let's open to this verse while we're here. Let's go over to uh, Mark's Gospel because I love this, this particular verse, one of my favorite verses. Mark's Gospel, chapter 11. This is, this is how faith works. This is the operation of faith. And Jesus taught us here in verse 22, and it says, and Jesus said, have faith in God. Verse 23 says, For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes, oh, there are all the principles we're just talking about, believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Wow. So, so you see, believing and saying are, are connected together. So knowing, believing, that's the acceptance stage, believing it as the truth of God and believing that God is speaking it to me, saying it, putting voice to it is, is important because that's what makes my faith um, active. It, 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 it brings life to it when I say it. So you ought to be speaking over your life. Let's go, to, let's go to the next. This is cylinder number four. Cylinder number four is doing. It's the action part. I can, I can, 
I can know the word, I can believe the word, I can be saying the word, but if I'm not doing the word, one of my cylinders is not firing properly and therefore my faith is not going to work properly. I can't just know it, I can't just believe it, I can't just say it, I have to do it. It's in the action that my faith is made complete. What was it said about our father Abraham? It said that his faith and his actions were working together and thus his actions and faith made his faith complete. Hallelujah. Faith, com actions complete your faith. Faith demands action. Faith demands, true faith must be backed up with some sort of action. So if I believe it, if I'm confessing it, if I know it, then I will do it. Because too many people I know and I minister to in all these years that I've been a, 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 a pastor, I know a lot of people that know the Word of God. I know a lot of people that believe the Word of God. I know a lot of people that talk the Word of God. But the doing cylinder is not firing all the time. The doing cylinder is the one that seems to get hung up all the time because sometimes, let me, let, me, let me be honest with you, sometimes doing the Word of God is not easy. Sometimes doing the Word of God is not convenient. Sometimes doing the Word of God is going to give you some warfare. And that's where people mess up. And if that cylinder is not firing right, the engine of faith isn't going to work and produce to the level and to the dimension that it needs to in order to bring the blessings on the scene, to bring the word, you know, into reality. So, so, so the Bible, here it says this in James chapter 1, verse 20, it says, but, but, but be doers of the word, not hearers only. So you could be a hearer and not a doer. So you can't just be a knower of the word. You can't just be a believer of the word. You can't just be a talker of the word. You must be a doer of the word. Come on, somebody give me a better amen than that. So, so I've got to find out wherever I can in this word where I need to, what I need to do. So what I've done in my life from many, many years ago when I first got into all of this stuff, I began to see, uh, you know, promises, uh, God's directions, begin to fit them into my life. Are you all getting this? Some of you are looking at me like, I don't know what you're talking about. Is that just the way I'm perceiving it? Or are you getting it? You see, because see, see I'm going to tell you what. The devil will deafen your ear to this message. He will. He doesn't want you to hear this. Because he wants to keep you in unbelief. Because if he can keep you in unbelief, he can keep you from the promises of God. He can keep you from life getting better, from walking in the abundance that God has for you giving you the breakthrough, removing the mountains and the obstacles in your life because he understands that it's unbelief that robs the believer. So what would be his greatest MO? What would be the thing he'd want to do the most in your life? Keep you in unbelief. That's why he'll stop up your ears and that's why so many Christians go to church and nothing ever changes because their whole relationship with God, their whole relationship with the Word of God is walking in the doors once a month, maybe, sitting down, hearing a good word, happy clappy, listen to a couple of verses, walk out the door, and that's where it begins and ends. And that's the end of it. Nothing changes. You must walk by faith every day of your life. Your faith must be operative. Your faith must be strong. Your faith must be productive. 
It's knowing, and it's not just knowing one time. That means that I have a life that's hungering after the Word of God. I'm seeking all the time God's Word and to understand it in a new and a fresh way that it become a greater reality in my life. It goes on to believing it, Father. I'm going to keep meditating on this Word. I'm going to keep staying on this Word until it gets so deep in my heart that I believe it and nothing will be able to jerk me away from my belief in your Word that it is the Word of truth. And now, Lord, I'm going to begin to say it with my mouth with boldness like you said. I'm going to speak to my mountains. I'm going to command them in the name of Jesus to get out of my way because I believe it. I know it. Now I'm going to talk like I know it and believe it. That's faith. That's what God is looking for. That's what, that's what roused his anger against the children of Israel, that they had a rotten, stinking, evil heart of unbelief. At the first sight of trouble, they're ready to turn around and run away. And God said, go forth with a battle cry of faith. Go forth with a heart of courage because you can do it because all things are possible to one who believes. Come on, somebody in this house. <laughs> but you got to be a doer. You sing. You say, oh, I'm praying over my finances. Can, can we just talk for a minute? Can we just talk? Is that all right? Can we, can we, go, can we talk? We're praying, oh, God, you know, I'm having a hard time, can't find a job or lost my job. Everything's going down the tube. Well, let's check your giving records and find out why you're in that situation. Let's check your tithing records. Hmm. Because I don't know too many tithers and givers who have been doing it on a regular basis that are lacking or insufficient or having a rough time. They may run a, into, a, into a season, but it's only a season. And sometimes those seasons are to test your faith to see how tough and strong you are in the Word of God. Hallelujah. 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 So, so you, they may hit a season. They may hit a little bump in the road. They may hit a little lean time in the road, but that's only an opportunity to test their faith to see if they're going to keep standing and to see if they're going to, they truly believe. They truly believe the word. I'm looking for some believers here. Not just talkers, but believers. Doers of the word. You see. See, if someone assaults your life, if you're a doer of the word, you're not going to retaliate against them. You're going to do what the word of God says. Forgive. If they want your coat, give them your tunic too. Well, you don't know. They stole, they robbed from it. Yeah, but you see, if you're a doer of the word, it doesn't matter what they've done to you. You're going to respond from the word's perspective. You're going to do what the word says to do, not what your emotions want you to do. Not what your fiery personality, your fiery temper that you can't get under control wants you to do. You're going to do what the Word says. Say, let them persecute you. Let them speak about you. You love on them. You pray for them. You intercede in their behalf. That's like throwing hot coals upon their head. That's what the Word says. Be a doer of the Word. See, I've seen people all my life do, oh, they try to put on a good, good show in church. They're the ones that shout the loudest, clap the longest, you know. Ah, hallelujah. They do the dance around the church. And the first sign of trouble, they're the first ones to lose their temper, blow their steam. I mean, I've seen them worshiping God and 10 minutes later out in the park, like cursing people because they just bumped their car or something. Man, you've got to be a doer of this stuff, not just a, a talker, not just an actor. You've got to be a doer of the word of God if you're going to see the, that's what faith is. So faith knows it, faith believes it, 
Faith says it, but then faith does it. That's a cylinder that has to operate. Amen. Don't deceive yourself into thinking you're just going to know the word. You're going to show up in church. Well, I've been in church for 30 years. I grew up in church. I, I, you know, my, my mama, my dad, that does not make you a person of faith. As a matter of fact, some of the most faithless people I've ever come across are the ones who've been saved 30 or 40 years because they just got dried dead in their faith. Man, there's no more. There's no more believing God. There's no more excitement about the things of God. They just got into a, into a uh, you know, into a uh, routine. Yeah, I guess that's a good word. Thank you, Joy. A routine. Hallelujah. That's not faith. Faith is active. Faith knows. Faith believes. Faith says. And faith does. Faith puts action, you see. Don't, don't tell me you're believing God for, for a financial breakthrough and you're not a tither, you're not a giver. Don't tell me that. Gay men's get real weak when you start talking about money. Just gets real weak. I don't get it. I don't know, man. I've been doing this for years. Right? Am I right? Come on, Jim. Yes, you're right. Say amen. Amen. All right. Amen. I need some help here, brother. This word works. But the problem is not everybody's firing on all cylinders. You're not firing on all cylinders. You've got some of it going, but you don't have all of them going. So, so cylinder number four is the doing. See? Now, if you practice what you learn, like you learn something and you begin to put it in practice, you'll start doing it. You'll remember it. But if you don't practice what you do, like, like, like well, years ago I took piano lessons. You, some of you know that. My mother... Now, I would learn something, and I'd have to go home and practice that. I'd have to do it. Everybody say, do it. So I would go home, and I would do it, and I would keep doing it, because I didn't get it right at first. So I'd keep doing it, and I'd make some, you know, hit some flats, some sharp, you know, you're going along now, all of a sudden you hit a flat or a sharp when it's supposed to be a natural. You know what I'm talking about. Get out of key or whatever it be. I had to keep doing it. I learned something, and I had to keep doing it. The more I did it, the more it became second nature. I didn't even have to think about it. And then eventually, after doing it so much, you just sit down and you do it. Your brain doesn't even, you don't even have to contemplate it. It just goes into automatic mode. It's the same way with the Word of God. When you learn something, begin to practice it. Even if you fail at it, keep doing it and do it again and do it again because the more you practice it, the more it will become a part of you. But the reverse is true. If you learn something and you don't do anything about it or with it and you walk out the door forgetting about it, it dies right there. You will only, you will only retain and be, be proficient at that which you practice. At that which you practice. If you practice this word, you will become proficient with it. It will become second nature to you. See, like for me, tithing, when I learned about the principle of tithing, and I finally got to the point where I, I, I knew it, and then I had to work for a while to believe it, and then I started talking about it, and then I started doing it. Now, to me, second nature, I don't even think about it. As far as the area of tithing and giving, I don't even think about it. The thing that I'm thinking, it's not a matter of me questioning it anymore. Now what I do is I automatically pay my tithe, and I'm looking around, where can I give? Who can I give to? How can I be generous? Because I, I, I'm a doer. I've been doing it for so many years that it's second nature to me. I see a need. I just pull out my, my you know, I'm sitting in a meeting and they, they call up uh, a need. Sometimes I'm watching on TV and, they, you know, there's all these good Christian things to do. And I, I, I said, Lord, how much should I give? What should I, I, I don't even think about it. 
because I've practiced the Word of God for so many years. I don't even think about it. Some of you got to go home and think about it, and it's like, oh, I don't know, you know, where, where, you know where's the money going, and who knows? And, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. You know, let's be, can we be, can we be honest? See, but you practice the Word of God. See, people have insulted me, you know, as a minister and done things to me and against me. I've had to practice the Word of God. I've had to do what the Word of God says. And, and the more I've practiced, the more I've done it, the more it's just become part of me. Now you talk about me, it doesn't even get me mad anymore. They may get a little, you know, get a little bristly or whatever, but I say, ah, what are you going to do? Bless them, Lord. <laughs> Open their eyes, bless them, do something. Don't kill them. <laughs> I'm past the kill them stage. You have to practice what you learn. All right? So, so let's, let, let, let's go. I'm going to give you the last one. All right? So, knowing, believing, saying, doing, and then here's the last one, standing. Standing. Determination, perseverance, sticking with it, not quitting, not giving up. This is an arm. This is one of the cylinders of faith that makes faith complete because you can, be a, you can, be, you can know it, you can believe it, you could say it, you could even do it. But if you're not willing to persevere and to stand your ground and keep on, that's why the Bible says in Ephesians, after you've done all to stand, stand therefore. Keep standing, even though you've done it, even though you've, you know, you've, you've spoken the word, you've prayed the prayer, you've, you've laid down, you know, an offering, whatever it is, you need to continue to stand your ground. Because one of the cylinders of faith is standing, determination, perseverance, sticking with it. Not backing up. Is that, does everybody get what I'm saying here? See, um, that last leg to me is the one that glues it all together or keeps it all together. Because you can be operating in your faith, but if you don't have the persistence, if you don't have the perseverance, if you don't have the determination to keep on standing... And, and, and you declare that. I'm going to tell you, there are going to be some challenges that are going to come your way, and sometimes you're going to, you're going to think, oh, I don't think I want to do this anymore. And I've seen more Christians quit right at the threshold of a major breakthrough in their life, just when they were about to turn a corner and go down a whole different road. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen this happen so many times because they didn't have that cylinder functioning and their faith was not complete. So, so you've got to have all five cylinders. Let's say them together. Let's say... Knowing, believing, saying, doing, and standing. Wow, glory to God. That's what makes faith complete. You're going to run on all cylinders. If you're going to run on all cylinders, that's what you have to, that's what you have to. So when I'm talking about faith, that's what I'm talking about. When we're talking about use your faith, that's what we're saying. Know it, believe it, say it, do it, keep standing. Right? Let me say it again. Know it, believe it, say it, do it, keep standing. Know it, believe it, say it, do it, keep standing. Woo, glory, come on. That's what it is. That's what faith is. Glory to God. I hope that helps somebody here today. That's what faith is. That's the operation of faith. And we could, we could go back over some of these principles, but I just thought that you know, we were talking about the children of Israel and their struggle with unbelief. Well, these were some of the principles that, that they didn't have hold of, you know. But praise God. Hallelujah. We're people of faith. We're not going to shrink back. We're not going to give up. We're not going to give in. We're not going to give up. We're not going to run away. We're moving forward in the things of God. And great days are ahead for you and for me. Amen.
tune in again Monday afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. Before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. Hello, this is Pastor Ray. I wanted to take a moment from today's broadcast to tell you about a brand new book I've written that's just become available for purchase entitled Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise. I wrote this book because of after more than 37 years of pastoring, I see too many Christians, both newly saved and those mature in their walk with God, fall victim to a device of the enemy that he has been using against God's people ever since the beginning of time. It's simply a threefold plan of discouragement, doubt, and compromise. I know this material will be a tremendous blessing to you in encouraging and stimulating your faith and helping you to truly be more than a conqueror. Why not go to my website right now and order your copy, PastorRayNY.com. Why not order a copy for a friend as well? That's PastorRayNY.com.